woman oh to God. do, to be like yes. a mom. Yeah. And be like, perfect. And you have to be this helicopter mom and you have to be like, oh, I have to go to like this meeting and have to do this. But also I can't work full time because meh, and I need to do this and this and this. And it's like, just, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. It's just, totally fine. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Just, yeah. Especially now, I think, cause like it's now the age where they grow up with internet. I, well, look, I could not, I've said this before and I'll say it every single day until I die, I could not go back and be a kid again in this generation. No. No fucking way. The worst thing we had was MSN and, (laughs) you know, or like you'd go to a party and you'd do something really shit. Even when I was 16 and MySpace, uh, sorry, Facebook started coming around, we were still on MySpace and MSN. Yeah. And texting. But something shit would happen and then you're like, oh, fuck, I got drunk and vomited on this tree or whatever. And everyone laughs. And then everyone talks about it on Monday. And then Tuesday, it's a new thing. Yeah. Someone else has lifted their skirt and flashed someone in science or whatever. Right? And <laughs> it's like a, a day-to-day basis sort of thing. And that's it. Whereas now, kids can't fucking hide from the shit that they no. do on the weekend. It's on, they take photos of it. It's on Snapchat. It's on Facebook. They, and it just doesn't leave. And then they're constantly editing I reckon you'd be like constantly editing yourself and you'd be like, I don't know. Am I like, yeah, oh, filter this, is, this, filter this. This is how I meant I want to appear online, but I'm yeah. actually not this way. I know. <clears throat> I think it's really hard. To Absolutely. And then you're constantly from a young age. Oh, Bill Murray said this awesome quote talking about how like there's no wonder why so many more people are being like are depressed. Yeah. And it's because we have these social media platforms where we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people and other people's lives. Mm. So you're like, you have this other voice inside of you like, oh, you're shit. What are you doing with your life? You need to do this. You need to do that. And then you go on Facebook and you're like, oh, Becky's in Vanuatu or such and such is here. Such and such graduated from this school. And, and then you're constantly like, oh. Only, like you don't put bad things on Facebook. No, you don't. I you go, oh, I'm having the worst period of my <laughs> life. Oh. I still go, we put it on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> or Snapchat. I would Snapchat to my friends, but yeah. you're not going to put the shit things. No, you don't put the shit. Oh, I got fired today. Woo! Unless it was something you really wanted to happen. <laughs> yeah, unless you were like excited about being fired. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think you. Uh, so much editing. I hate. Mm. I don't really. I'm not good at social media. Mm. I don't think. No, me neither. I try very hard. I know. Because our Instagram and <laughs> Facebook is <laughs> it's going really well. <laughs> Look, I mean, and sometimes there's a certain point where you sort of have to give a little, and you're like, all right, well, I'll do this thing where I put it on Instagram and then I'll filter it. And then I feel like, oh, oh, I'm giving in to this thing that yeah. I don't like. And then I won't post another photo for a year. Yeah. I've got like five or six photos on my Instagram. It's pretty bad. <sighs> That's pretty bad. It's really bad. So you're just like a stalker on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram stalker. I know. And I feel so sorry for the people that are like, oh, such and such has added you or following you. And I'm like, oh, well, you're going to be severely disappointed. Yes. You're like, well, I like. I don't really have photos. I don't know. I don't really, I don't really take photos, mm. which is weird because I like have a camera and I used <laughs> to take wedding photos, but I just don't take photos of myself. I don't see the point. Mm. I, like, I just like things that are funny. Yeah. But I agree. I think because like now we talk about so much dark shit. Mm. Everyone's like, when you just be depressed all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how everyone speaks in my head. <laughs> Me too. you just be yeah, you say depressed all the time, and it's like, yeah, you get yeah. sad, but you like end up being like finding really happy things. I know, and it's 
it, but it's so toxic sometimes. And sometimes I have to be like, whoa, put Facebook away, put yeah. it down because I just sort of get wrapped up in this. You do a you scroll fever. Yeah. You scroll. Scroll away. And then it's two hours later and you're like, I, what am I doing with my life? I'm just going through this I, mindlessly. Facebook video fever is my oh, thing where my I like gosh. watch a ton of Facebook videos and it's always like the same stand-up comics. I always watch Russell Howard. Excellent. I love him so much. He's and Sarah Milligan. She's really great. Oh, I've not, I've not. She's really, really, really funny. She's a Spanish one. No, no. She's like British and she's like, Mm. she's like from, um, Newcastle, so like Northern England. Oh, okay. She's got the best accent. Oh. I love that so much. Newcastle sort of accent. Yeah. And that kind of like Geordie yeah, like yeah, Geordie yeah. Shaw accent. Mm-hmm. She calls so everyone strong. Petal, and I think that's oh. like the cutest thing in the world. <laughs> so good. I love Joe uh, Lysett. <gasps> he's so fucking oh, funny. He's perfect. Oh, my lordy. He's a perfect comedian. <laughs> he makes me like so happy. Him getting out of that fucking parking ticket. I know. I will watch that over and over again. <laughs> I was on the moon. I was on the moon. <laughs> and then I love that line that he says, uh, unfortunately, uh, hopefully, doth butter no parsnips. So it's like, <laughs> butter just no. like his voice is just so patronizing. That's his like. Oh, it's so great. That's the title of his book. Yeah. Butter oh, yeah. No, no, is it? Buttered Parsnips is like the title yeah. of this book. I really want to read it. Him and Tiffany Haddish. I think Tiffany Haddish is the funniest lady. Oh, I've seen her. I haven't seen like her actual stand-ups or anything. But She's so funny. I think she was the only uh, first woman of colour to do the opening monologue for SNL. I think so. Recently. She does like... She's, she's just, she's fucking great. But she's like, one of her jokes is she's like, anyone else in foster care? And everyone's just quiet. And she's like, I'm the only one who grew up in the system. <laughs> I love you so much. Oh. I think she's like quite interesting. I really want to read her mm. uh, biography, which is like called um, The Last Black Unicorn. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. so magical. She's fantastic. She's All right. Great. I like this girl. The more I hear her, I'm like, yeah, I need to listen You'll to like her. Stand-up. I reckon you will. I keep sort of like just recycling the same stuff like I love John Oliver and I just watch his show all the time yeah I like him too but um his teeth annoy me (laughs) he does have funny teeth he's very he's got that great British smile oh yeah he's been had them whitened recently like but when he first when he was like on community Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, "Whoa, look yeah. at those gnashes. He was even a like a news correspondent. I did not know this on um, John Stewart's show. So John Stewart had the oh, right. show on Comedy Central, yeah, and Stephen Colbert, and all these other like super famous comedians now. Uh, like Steve Carell was one of his correspondents. Wow, back in like you know early two thousands. I love Steve Carell. I know, and it <laughs> just made me so happy. And then Stephen Colbert. That's how he got his sort of spin-off show from that Colbert mm. report and then it went now he's doing like the late show and whatever else but John Oliver was one of his correspondents too and that's wow. how originally he's you know spun out from there I like that I, I like know. that a lot I feel like we're talking Do a lot about famous them? people and Samantha B was one of the Who's correspondents Samantha B? oh my god I love her she's uh the host of <laughs> Full Frontal um oh which is not the Australian comic show with Eric Banner that was Puda. No. Me and Stephen quote that nonstop. If we have to go out if <laughs> yeah. we have to go out the door, I'm like, 
Chelsea Brown, we gotta go. You gotta go, Chelsea Brown. It's like the <laughs> dumbest thing in the world. Or what's the the best line from that show is like, I see no twinnings, I see no biscuits. This is no pe- tea party. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. <laughs> any context oh it's so good because twinings is like the property <laughs> i hate twinings bushels for life bushels for life bushels for life no i i, I don't mind a good uh, twinings tea bag no you're wrong earl grey sorry <laughs> constant <laughs> argument <laughs> constant arguments about food. oh we're the wonder podcast hi hi uh i'm sam i'm rihanna so every week one of us, mm-hmm. I don't know why I do introductions like this, <laughs> reads a true crime story to the other person, why they react. Yes. Yes. Hopefully they don't know the true crime story, but I think this week you're going to be shocked. Look, to be honest, I'm pretty horrible when it comes to Australian true crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know that much. I know sort of probably the big cases. Yeah. So there's like... And how, maybe the odd sort of one here. There's like there, a but. few big cases that everyone kind of knows about. So Ivan Malat is probably my mm. the most infamous chopper read because yeah. like everyone has watched that movie mm. and then and then of course um Catherine Burney and David Burney oh yeah the, the Burneys yeah, yeah in WA it. and then um Snowden oh yeah I don't which know is like the bodies much. in the barrel thing we will do Snowden at one point really yeah Snowden is interesting is um, it Australian yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. It was really full on. Mm. Snowtown. Snowtown. Oh my oh, god! I was thinking because I know what there's Snowden? a TV show with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Is... Snowden is that guy who like discovered that the FBI was using our yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one. I'm the... like, I'm thinking that's like conspiracy related thing, and I thought well, maybe that... Snowtown. Okay, yes. there's uh, they made a a film out of that Did not they? too long ago, a couple of years ago. Yeah, I really want to watch it. Yeah, it was um part of like. It was filmed, I think, all in Adelaide and something. But mm. it, apparently, that must it's be really cheap. Good. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Adelaide is great. <laughs> Adelaide has good chocolate. Oh, really? Good Hags. Hags is from Adelaide. Oh, that is good chocolate. Yeah. Do they do biscuits as well? We can't get into a biscuit argument. Okay, yeah, no, we can't. We can't right, do this, Sam. We're away. <laughs> <laughs> Not until you guys try the gin, the real ginger nut. Biscuits. My sister texted me and she's like, "I'm going to send you some from NT when she's there," and I'm like, <laughs> very excited. About well, that. I don't see. I've never. I don't know what Northern Territory would be like, but they'd be different. I reckon they'd be closer to the Queensland. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably closer to the Queensland. Yeah. Well, I, I think like Tasmania would be like our one. Yeah, I reckon. So if you're too. in Tasmania, well, you should message Hannah. Hannah's in Tasmania. Oh! Let's get her to like get us biscuits Hannah, yes. Hannah. shout that out looks, to her friend Hannah She's yeah it looks like you're in heaven wherever yeah. you are Hannah I, I see your you photos so they look amazing again this is me going through Facebook going aha right. <laughs> okay so okay. uh it's my turn to go today I'm oh, very yes. excited um so speaking of bad movies and Australian movies I watched um A Cry in the Darkness a crime and oh, what's that about? I've always, I've always, I think it changed titles because I, I've seen it as a cry, no, a cry in the dark. Sorry, a cry in the dark or evil angels, Ooh. which I don't understand why it changed titles. So if you have that answer, please let me know. Yeah. So uh, today we're going to do the story of Azaria Chamberlain. Oh, <laughs> I've, I, okay, I know a bit because I've watched many documentaries, but I'm excited I, to. I couldn't find any good documentaries except for like this times um retro times 
New York Times thing where it was like a YouTube channel where they talk about like some really great points, which I'm going to bring up here, but they were really good. Mm. So, and I, then I watched a boy in the bubble, which was after that. Uh, so you know is how like a Aussie movie? no no it's a movie but it's actually like about a boy who w- lived in a bubble because he had like a rare disease <laughs> like totally off topic so it wasn't like bubble boy yeah john travolta bubble boy yeah that's based on this guy on this really? boy mm-hmm. what? so he like lived in a bubble till he was 12 and then they gave him a, a bone marrow transplant and they found out that he had like the bone marrow had like a rare disease had a disease in it that was like dormant no and then when way. he went into his body he died and, but they he, like he's yeah amazing thing watch it because fuck do you wait 12 years to get a bone and he lived in a bubble for 12 years oh no fuck that and it's really crazy i'd wow yeah i'd really like he has like a diary and i think oh, that'd be so fascinating that would be it's like anne frank but less i don't know hiding more yeah. like in a bubble <laughs> Just different. Hiding in plain sight. <laughs> Hiding in plain sight <laughs> in my bubble. Okay. So, Azaria Chamberlain. Um, Alice Lynn, or Lindy, we'll call her Lindy, mm-hmm. figures that's what she prefers to be called, uh, was born in New Zealand. And then she moved to Australia when she was only like 20 months old. So, she's she's Australian. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, New Zealand. <laughs> that's what happens when you move here. <laughs> um, her and her family were part of the Seventh-day Adventist church. Do you know much about Seventh-day Adventists? Look, I don't, but I've heard the title before, but yeah. I'm understanding it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. it's a branch of Christianity. Um, I don't know much about them. I have friends who were Seventh-day Adventists and they all seemed normal and fine. They weren't culty at all, were they? No. Oh, good. Like, it's just like, it's just like, I don't know, Anglican. Okay. To I'm me. Anglican. Yeah. It just is so normal. So it's not there's a- like a lot of rumors whether they give each other presents or not, but I think that's mixed up with Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah. I But yet again, I don't know because I grew up Catholic and that's normal. Mm. I don't know. So there's lots of like, so, but Seven Day Adventists, like, in Australia isn't a big religion. Mm. So usually like in our country, it's like Christianity is like blanket as kind of a big religion with a lot of that being Catholic Mm. and then Protestant Anglican. Yeah. And then it's like the other branches, Christianity, like Jehovah's Witness um, and Mormon, Mm. which we have like 2% of Mormons. (laughs) It's like no no one here is Mormon. No. Jehovah's Witness, Seventh-day Adventist, Mormon, and then other branches of Christianity, like Pentecostals. Mm. So that's kind of like mm. how it breaks down what in about Australia. That Church of Latter-day Saints? Yeah, so Church Saints of Latter-day Saints well. is, um, oh, what is that? It's like a branch of something. It, I think it's a branch of Jehovah's Witness. Oh. Okay. No. No? Maybe. Maybe it is. I don't know the difference. <laughs> I love I love religion because I like knowing different things about it, but I like can't tell you anything I'm about just Christianity. Like, religion is in one like branch for oh. me. I'm just like it's just fucked air. I found it really fascinating. I like the idea of. I mean, I like it when it gets culty, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting, <laughs> and like how people get so uh, can get so easily manipulated into doing things. Oh and, yeah, for sure. Like it's and there's so many psychopaths just weaseled in there because they just know they can easily use faith as a way to like manipulate people totally 100 percent. and so that's just how religion jim jones like fuck me i know fascinating anyway but seven day Adventists are just chill chill okay well they're not chill but they're like christian they're but not gonna like 
do weed. Oh, what's that religion group that's in Katoomba? And oh, um, yeah, I feel like they'll shut us down if we mention them. No, no they we're won't. not going. They to. won't. They don't listen to radio. Um, we just won't. They're called the Twelve Tribes. Twelve Tribes. Twelve Tribes. Big uh, thing in Katoomba. I will do something about them, but there isn't much out there. Wow. Because they are very. We need to get someone on the inside who won't. Do you like want to go to Katoomba? And- <laughs> they won't convert me. No, you should go. No, I will. should do a challenge. So, like, if you don't, if you've never been to Katoomba, you don't understand what we're talking about. So, the 12 tribes are a religious group in Katoomba. Basically, they run a cafe and they also have like a building business. It's the best food you'll ever taste. It's so good. And inside the cafe, it's all like stuff they've hand carved. Yeah. And it's really crazy. It's amazing. But all the people they drink a lot of mate so I always wonder if they're a little bit high <laughs> they're really nice they're all like no one's ever done anything bad to me but I remember sitting there and they were giving pamphlets to Mel my best friend Mel and her sister who are like just stunningly beautiful human beings come join us come join us and they were I'm like oh they didn't give yeah. me a pamphlet <laughs> <laughs> they look like you've got some good genes <laughs> they were like oh honey no <laughs> we can tell <laughs> I don't think we can fix any of this <laughs> I was like fuck I'm not gonna give it fuck Anyway, so her father, her father is like a pastor. <laughs> so she's like, they move around Australia a lot, which I think is kind of cool. I like yeah. that idea. Yeah. So we don't really know much about how she met Michael. I couldn't mm. find anything. But her and Michael, her husband met in 1969. Well, they got married in 1969 mm. and they moved to Tasmania mm-hmm. for five years. And that's when they had their first son, Aiden, in 1973. Right. Mm-hmm. And then. In 1974, so like they have a one-year-old baby, and they move. They're moving to Queensland. Mm. So they moved to Queensland, like rural Queensland, because Michael is also a pastor. So he's oh, okay. going through, um, I don't know what it's called, like pre preacher school. Yep, yep. And then he's like moving around, and it takes a while too, right? Like three years or something. Yeah, like. and then you have to get like a degree in theology, and then you mm. like can add to it. Cool. Um, so then he moves to they move to Queensland because like the church moved you. Mm. And then they, their son Reagan or Regan is born. They, I think they said Regan, but Regan is a better name. So <laughs> I have a cousin, Regan. Really? Regan. I don't know. It reminds me of something like a big noise. When like, Reagan. Reagan. <laughs> Reagan is like the girl, the exorcist. Really? I think so. I was thinking like President Reagan. Yeah. That's, I think that's yeah. what it is. Oh. Anyway, so he's born in nineteen seventy six, and then they moved to Mount Isa. And if Mount you, Isa, fuck. Tell me about Mount Isa, Sam, because the Queensland local. Oh well, I just uh, like I haven't actually been there myself, but one of my friends was born there and moved. I think when she was like five or something. But it's basically just pubs galore, and there's a lot of like working class families. It's very industrious. There's a lot of mining and stuff nearby. It's like so, inland, right? It's yeah, fully totally. inland. Totally. Like you'd have to drive fucking yonks to get like east towards the water. Yeah. Um, but it's sort of like north, uh, northwest of where I grew up and like right in there. Right. So it's like. So I think it's like close. It's like sort of between. It's almost like closer to Northern Territory. Right. And it is. To Queensland. Yeah. If you were to go to the coast. Oh. Kind of thing. That's crazy. It's, it's basically like super industrious, a lot of mining. Um, Desert. Pretty bogan. Yeah. Deserty. Pretty rough too. Yeah. yeah. Man, I Man, I It sounds rough. 
Um, so they moved to Mount Isa where like he's like preaching. Especially back then too. It would have been like super rough. In the 70s, you yeah. imagine. It, oh, and God. it must have been like a really small town. One pub and a post office. <laughs> so Lindy is like a dressmaker. So she makes wedding dresses for like people of from her church, oh, which I think is really that's cute. so cute. <laughs> I really like that. Oh, and, lace um, and stuff? Yeah. She like, crocheting? like, can you imagine that in the 70s? Like all the puff oh sleeves. Oh, my God. And she's like quite into like beautiful. textiles and fashion. That's what she was doing in Tasmania. She was like wow. getting her degree in that. Wow, shit. So I she's like, lady. Lindy. Yeah, she's like pretty like fashionable. Yeah. And she's into fashion. Um, And then in June 1980, their daughter Azalia is born as their first. Yeah. child and um like azalea is just like a healthy baby nothing mm. wrong she's um just like a regular baby yeah a baby <laughs> a baby so they decide they're going on a family holiday mm. so they decide to go to uluru <laughs> yeah because lindy had been there once with her parents before mm. so um it was like kind of like a nostalgia trip. Like, let's bring mm. our kids to Uluru. You've never been to Uluru. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. And they go on the 13th of August, they drive there mm. in their yellow Tirana. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know, it would have been just the best car. <laughs> it's such an Australian, only oh, Australians God, would be like, yeah. that's excellent. <laughs> so they drive to Mount, uh, they drive to Uluru. Uh-huh. Um, Which back then it would have been called Ez Rock too, right? Back then, yeah. So a lot yeah. of the things that say it's Ez Rock, I will only call it Uluru. I, think I agree. Ez Rock is bullshit yeah. and yeah. I'm just going to call it Uluru. And people were allowed to uh, and actively would walk up the top there. Yeah. so And it, it's like super not cool to do that. And I hate that tourists still now still do it. Even though there's like a legit sign out the front saying, please don't do this. This is sacred to our Indigenous people. Yeah. And it makes it's it's... Like, you, you wouldn't go into a church and try and just climb that thing and be like, woo! I mean, <laughs> I, I have. <laughs> just yeah. crawling up the walls of the Notre Dame. Special Sunday. Like, meh, meh. Um, but, like, at the same time, it's, like, incredibly disrespectful. And then people read that and they go, cool, and then walk up it. And I'm just like, oh, you're so fucked. I didn't know you were – so, yeah, in the 80s, you, there's, like, a rope thing. Yeah. You, like, climb up the rock. Yeah, people I do it all the time. why you want to do that. People just – humans, there's something wrong with us where we just want to, like, conquer shit. Yeah. Like, so, just get on top of things and be like, woo! So – and where they camped, so they set up – so it takes them two days to get to Uluru, mm-hmm. driving, hot, young kids, very oh, annoying. Fucking most of the worst. No iPads back then. <laughs> no iPads, just the kids staring at you. <laughs> You're like, Ugh. Oh, um, I have to talk to you. <laughs> you like, actually have a relationship. <laughs> so they they actually pitch a tent and, like, in the photos, they are, like, only a couple hundred metres away from Wooloroo. Wow. It's crazy. So they pitch a tent next to the car. Wow. And that's, like, a campsite where, yeah. like, a lot of people are camping there. Yeah. And um, so a lot of this stuff is, like, in the movie, and I'm trying to differentiate that from what actually happened. Oh, is this the one that Meryl Streep Shh, was the? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll get to it's that. Coming back to me we'll now. Get to that. She did an epic Aussie accent. Oh well. Dialect, Just wait I for it. Say. Okay. Just yeah. wait for I it. I was very proud of her. Oh yeah, I don't think she was proud of herself. <laughs> so many people do such a shit job, and it sounds mm. like this muddled between like English or like some sort of uh, I don't know dialect in England mixed with uh, like New Zealand sort of dialect. Yeah, it sounds like kind of cockney. Yeah. Like, we're not Stupid. those people. Yeah. So they like pitch a tent next to their camps, next to their car. Mm. And they're like socializing because like that's what they do, but they don't drink and they don't smoke. So they're like hanging out with all these yeah. 
other bogans who are like, yeah, <laughs> oh, at the rock. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's August. So it's not a particularly hot night. Mm. It's actually quite, it's cool because it's like uh, end of winter. Yeah. So she puts Azalea down in like a, it's like a basket bassinet thing as you would have got in like yeah. the 70s. And then her son, um, Reagan is asleep next to her mm. and they put them in the tent and then she's like running around with um, the older boy and she's like feeding him some baked beans and stuff. And then they're talking to like people who are camping around and they hear Azalea cry out. Yeah. So there's witnesses to see, hearing Azalea cry out. And then um, Lindy walks towards the tent and she sees a dingo mm. um, and the dingo shaking its head and then runs away Ooh. with something. It's, and she's like shooing it away because they'd had run into dingoes that day mm. because as rock or Uluru, sorry, because Uluru, Uluru had just become kind of big tourist wise, yeah. not it like, more people were going there. There was a bit more like camping And maybe there, there were people feeding the yeah. dingoes so, so that they were like, oh, this is a hot spot to get food. So dingoes aren't pack dogs, mm. which is strange kind of behaviour mm. for dogs. They will um, gang up if there's like one like kind mm. of large animal to take down, like a big kangaroo or something, but they're not. Mm. But yeah. they're like super vicious in a very strategic sort of way. Like yeah. if you're running away from a dingo, they'll know to get, to snap at the Achilles heel because oh, they'll, yeah. I didn't know that. There's so many stories about them just being able to strategically get something down. They'll just know the points to get something so it so gets on like the ground. So if you're running away, yeah, fucking so intelligent. So they would clip your heel and then, yeah. of course, the first thing you're going to do is drop to the ground and you're going to be defenceless. They were, they're like quite timid as mm. well as dogs. So if you like. Yeah, yeah they're right. not, if you're sort of like assertive but they yeah. like kind of run off but they are like they've been known to scavenge mm. so she like sees the dingo in the tent and like kind of goes what the fuck and she kind of has a view of him maybe having something in his mouth yeah and then she goes into the tent and there's blood and there's no baby mm. so azalea has gone mm-hmm. and Azalea's like nine weeks old at this point no not even yeah she's about six weeks old Six weeks? Maybe. Maybe nine, that's maybe like eight a, weeks old. That's a freshie. That's yeah. so She's fresh. She's quite like a young mm. child. And then she just goes, fuck, Dingo's got my baby and just runs Yeah, into the darkness and it's pitch black. There's yeah. no lights. And then she runs back for a torch and she's screaming and people like run out and try and help her. Yeah. Um. So they do like a pretty large search mm. for the Dingo and no one can see anything. Mm. So they send people out there and Aboriginal trackers and mm. they police are trying to find it and then they just are kind of at a loss. They're like, we can't find anything. <clears throat> so in the initial investigation, investigators found prints on the floor of the tent um, and blood on the tent. Mm. Um, so a week later, they find bloody clothes belonging to Azaria. So they find her baby jumpsuit thing. So it's only 400 meters away from the campsite is where they found it. So it hasn't gone far. They find her jumpsuit. Is it ripped or anything? It's got blood around the collar. The first four buttons of the jumpsuit are undone and the singlet is inside out. Mm. But Lindy Chamberlain maintains that she would never put a singlet on inside out. So it was inside out. Yeah. But Mm. she would never do that. Because she had a real anal thing about not putting on clothes inside out. 
Right. So that was her defense is like, I couldn't have done this. I wouldn't have left that clothing there or something. Like yeah. that's something and that this got- dingo has in the shakingness has I don't, taken the clothing item off. I don't know what she was kind of thinking, but it has blood all around the collar of it. Mm. And um, you can see photos of it because they have all these photos. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and it's blood all around the collar of it. And so she, but um, she was also wearing, so it was Alia was also wearing like a matinee jacket. Do you know what a matinee jacket no. is? Everyone kind of had one when they were a kid, like someone knitted it for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. It is a knitted cardigan that has like kind of a loose waving pattern. Yep. Kind of just like a loose knitted yeah. thing that was like white and yellow. Yep. So she was wearing that as well and they never found the matinee jacket. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> Excuse me. So. Still to this day, even after. Just wait. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> so they didn't find the matinee jacket. Um. And the top four buttons of the jumpsuit are undone, singlets under, mm. singlets inside out, and they find yeah. a like blood in the tent. Oh, okay, yep. Okay. So this is the first investigation, and then the first inquest that they do, which is like well, how they decide how the baby died. They um, NT police just determined that the body, the baby was eaten by a dingo mm-hmm. or, or eaten. That's not so they, awful. They were like, "Yeah, this is legit. This yeah, is, this what? is something's happened." Yeah. No one. There have been other dingo attacks in the past, but no one had really like reported it. Mm. It was kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. you know, um, because but because they were like, I guess because more people were in there, mm. things it was like highly encroaching. Like it was a bit more like the dingoes were getting closer and closer. Mm. It's kind of like if you go to any kind of campsite and you feed possums mm. and then suddenly you have possums like in your tent and you're yeah. like, like before they would have been too afraid to come near you. Mm. They just get braver. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so they kind of do that first inquest and then the Chamberlains start doing press. Okay. Now, you give me a look, like this is where it starts to get a, go wrong. <laughs> this is kind of where it gets a bit weird. <clears throat> now, it's the 80s. Yeah. And they're church-going people yeah. and they believe in the news and you shouldn't believe in the news <laughs> because they start doing press and, like, obviously the famous thing is her and her, like, big dark sunglasses, yeah. her, like, helmet hair. <laughs> helmet hair. <laughs> it's such a great description. It's, like, the worst haircut. <laughs> but it was like fashionable at the time. Yeah. And she's like, Dingo took my baby and um, people didn't really understand yeah. if that could happen or not. Yeah. Because everything we'd known, known about Dingoes yeah. up to that point was like. They'd never t- attacked humans. Yeah. It, it was, was just. Kind yeah. of like, oh, well, yeah. And then um, it was like kind of the first and largest Mm. a report of like a dingo attacking a child yeah. in the country and then it went global yeah because lady chamberlain was so crazy on camera and then it divided the country oh no was this the famous dingo ate my baby yeah oh no so she never actually said ate my baby but yeah. it has been adapted to say ate my baby oh my god so, so she just said dingo took, took my, my baby, baby and people sort of adapted that and yeah yeah Wow. Because of the film and, every, like, all the other stuff that kind of yeah, went with yeah. it. So she um, – so, yeah, so they start doing press and it's really crazy. 
she starts like getting rep- like being reported on by like Women's Day and things like that. But the whole country's like, no, yeah, that couldn't have happened because she's so crazy, and yeah. because there hasn't been any other story that's well. Do you want to hear? Do you yeah. want to hear this quote? Okay, please do. So, Lindy was confronted by an interview, like on a radio interview, about how because everyone kind of knew that. Um, I wrote here, like. All this made Australia sus as fuck. I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing. So, I love that. So this, fuck. They were like asking like, were you surprised that the jumpsuit is still intact? Like the jumpsuit is, and it has four buttons undone mm. and it's like, and you couldn't find There's the no body. There's no teeth marks. There's no body. Well. And yeah. that's kind of the weird part. But wouldn't there be teeth marks in On the jumpsuit clothing? Well, let me tell you what Lindy said to that. Oh, please. Not really. Um, not having watched dingoes, wild dingoes feed on cattle. They use their feet like hands and pull back the skin as they go, kind of just like a peel on an orange. Why would you say that? I don't. And then everyone's going to be like, that happened to your baby. Yeah, so that's the thing. People were like, what? she's, Lindy, like from all the interviews I can see, she's very matter of fact. She doesn't f- like, yeah. She and it feels like she's unfeeling, but that's just how, how do you is. react yeah. to your daughter being like? It's so it's such a Ooh. surreal s- scenario. Who the fuck would think that was going to happen to them? Exactly. But Ugh. then she says shit like that, and the whole country's like, Ooh. "Oh no, she <laughs> killed that baby." Oh no, there's something wrong about you. So they. The whole country is like, nah, she yep. killed that baby. No way. We don't mm. believe her. There's absolutely no way she got away with it. Yeah. Which is crazy. So um, the forensic team, on top of all this, the police forensic team found no evidence of any attack on the clothing. Mm. So there's no scratch marks mm-hmm. or claws or teeth mark. And there was no dingo saliva on the jumpsuit. Interesting. Which is kind of maintained by the fact that she was wearing that matinee jacket. So that's where the saliva would be. Yeah. Right. And then the rumours kind of came out about her church. So people didn't really understand Seven Day Adventists at the time and they probably don't now. Yeah. But they were all like, they... It's a cult. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, it's a cult. Uh, Sacrifice babies. Sacrifice animals. No. And they're like, she was... Because Azalia apparently meant gift to God or something crazy and everyone was like that means they killed her and gave it to god and then they're blaming a dingo but (laughs) if they did that they could just kill their baby and get away with it so much easier than making up a fucking cock and bull story i know exactly Uh, or they would just oh yeah silly stupid it's so or they would go somewhere deserted where no other people are there at the campsite where they yeah just don't make no sense they could go like i never 10 kilometers mm. inland yeah to the middle of northern territory where there's no one yeah and just be like whatever and then be like we lost this baby and also back then like i just imagine no one's going to be seeing their photos on facebook and be like oh i haven't seen your baby for a little while what happened yeah it's it's gonna be I feel it's like the 80s really good away with that shit back then so anyway <laughs> so she's like done all these police interviews and all these interviews and it's like massive news it is Non-stop in Australia. Yeah. People are just like, yeah, this is Couldn't the case we're obsessed with. Um, so then all those stuff, all that stuff comes out about the police and their what about, Sorry, side note. What about um, the hubby in all this? Like, so, was he in the press at all? Did yeah, he, he, he didn't do it as much as Lindy did. Mm. He was away at Preachers College and doing a lot of other stuff at yeah. the time. And he 
I mean, I can only go off the movie for his personality because mm. Sam Neill played him. I love Sam. I love Sam Neill too. <laughs> so much. Um, I was like, he just seems like a bit of a dick the entire mm. time. And it, and the interviews and stuff, he feel they both are very just like manner of fact. Mm. Like, and he grew up like seeing sheep mm. being slaughtered. Like it's, he understands like how animals like can kill other animals and I think that's kind of like the thing like if you're a farm person yeah it is kind of taking you back a bit where you're like well I you know um he was reported saying I don't know if this was in the movie and I'm not 100% sure if this is true but apparently he was saying like even before they found the body or found anything he already assumed she was dead wow which is really crazy which I mean you just have to like if if you were the parent and you saw your baby or you saw the dog do that and then you see blood, you would just have to assume like no baby, especially that young, Could would be able to survive that, something like that. And obviously it's like a super hard and it's a really awful t- thing. Mm. So like, so the rumours are going crazy. These mm. people are being like abused in the street and kind of like oh the whole country's talking about them. Mm. And the more they do press, the worse it's getting. So then yeah. the coroner's like, I'm going to put an end to this. Stop. So he live on TV uh, says that the Chamberlains were not responsible for their daughter's death. Great. And, but, but he criticized the Northern Territory police and their forensic team for not finding dingo saliva or any signs of attack on the clothing. So the Northern Territory police decided that we're going to do a second inquest. (laughs) They're like, well, if you don't believe us, we'll get and a second. And we can sec- find some incriminating shit too. We will fuck you up. Oh, shit. Um, so they found a second opinion in Professor James Cameron. Who is this James Cameron? I don't He's, like him already. I don't like him at all. <laughs> He's a bit of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> so he um, allegedly, uh, he alleges that Lindy cut Azalea's throat. What a cow! And put her over up. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna like fully drop the C bomb. You can. It's fine. It's not, I'm not gonna go there. I don't think we're ready for that yet. <laughs> but he is. So he, a massive C word. What actual like what evidence does he have to like so assume that? He alleges that she cut the baby's throat because that would be, <laughs> indicate the blood around the collar of the jumpsuit. Oh. But to me, that's on the back of the jumpsuit. There would be so much more blood, though. Oh, yeah. Because like, it's only on the collar. Yeah. It's not. It would be and then all the rest of it's it. just sand. Oh. Um, so unless she was dragging the. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't with my bad thoughts. <laughs> and that he. Like, then she stuffed the body into a camera bag and stashed the jumpsuit. Um, because they found <gasps> blood or hemoflabin. Flagon, Hemoglobin. <laughs> Hemoglobin. Is that like I, my sister's gonna write it and be like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> so is this like evidence of blood? Yeah, so on- in the front seat of their car. Oh. Right? But here's the here's the thing. Here's the timeline of what he put it to. Uh-huh. Lindy was gone for 10 minutes, and the witness yeah. witnesses said that she was gone for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Right? So in between that, she would have had to cut Azalea's throat, hide the body in the in the um well, she would have had to cut Azalea's throat with nail scissors. That no. when they picked them up to use them in court fell apart. So, no, that didn't happen to you. 
Oh, as if you're going to snip a little baby's throat with that's with just blunt nail scissors. It doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make. And also, again, you're cutting someone's throat. That's a fuckload of blood that's going to come and out. It's a it long time. Gone, where, where is the blood on Lindy's clothes? She so, would have had Azaria's blood on her clothes. She exactly. So, in that ten minutes, she was meant to have cut the baby's throat, hidden the body in the bag, hidden the jumpsuit in the bush chased her little son around, which everyone kind of witnessed her doing it, feed him a can of baked beans, put on her tracksuit pants, and then somehow now, a baby cried. And then somehow getting blood in the car as well? like Yeah, so she cut her, meant to be cutting her throat in the car. There would be more blood then. How much blood? Did they, they didn't find a lot of blood. It was like kind of a spray underneath the car. So if you imagine like the dashboard under the footwell, like that's where they found I it. I have a bit of information about this like supposed blood that they found also. Are a you bit excited? Later. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if it doesn't come up, but I think you're going to. Yeah. It. I think it's sure. going there. So Lindy was still constantly oh gosh, in the news. So, angry. so then they like that came out and then she was on. She was constantly in the news. Like that people could not get enough of the story. So moral of the story is don't be weird. <laughs> Otherwise, the moral of the story you'll be turned into a Don't murderer. take interviews when your baby's dead. Yeah. Because you're not mentally able to yeah, do that. That's true. That's but true. I listened she was talking to an interview oh, gosh. with Ray Martin. Oh Ray. I good old Ray. Ray. <laughs> and um like now in like 2012. And she's like, if I could change anything, I wouldn't change it. Oh, dickhead. Because she would have she's like I didn't know anything and that's how I reacted and that's who I was mm. and she stands by it and I think that's kind of commendable yeah in an, I guess in a way. I mean, it's, it's just sort of another testament to the person she is like yeah. and goes back to like that she was just very matter of fact and she wouldn't try and no. beat around the bush about anything and so she's constantly in the news and yeah. she's being criticized a lot for what she's wearing because people are going she's really sexy for a mom what with that bloody helmet hair and because she, she used to wear like she it's hot she's in mount isa oh. she wore dresses can we just leave a woman alone Girl. and then they were like also oh, she's acting really weird but you just don't know how people are going to react no especially when something horrific like that has happened no yeah so um the prosecution claimed that like she kind of did all this stuff in 10 minutes but the prosecution also had no weapon, no motive, and no body. So they went for like a second inquest. This makes me so angry because, of course, you know that what – because the story is so big, you know what happened, but I didn't know the leading up to get there. So this makes me so angry that the result after this was what it was. Yeah. And they did such a shit job and yet she still was – So they do the second inquest and then they – on trial so yeah. it's a 10-day trial every day from to and only from the, 10 days yeah Ech. but back and forth from the courthouse every day there's hundreds of people mm. and everyone's staring at her and she everyone's criticizing what she's wearing at the time of her trial she was seven months pregnant oh to her other baby daughter which i didn't write down her name i'm so sorry <laughs> i just forgot um so she's seven months pregnant and she's like kind of going to court and this is in 1982, so it's two years after the fact of what's mm. actually happened. And they have a really strong case. And the lawyers were very confident they were going to win. Her lawyers. Her lawyers. Because yeah. they're like, you have no body, you have no weapon, you have no motive. Yeah. There's no way you can put this together. Yeah. And then they, she was charged uh, in September 1982 
she was found guilty on all accounts of murder. I don't understand that. Because, and here's, here's the thing, it's been in the press so much and the whole country doesn't believe her. Because no one can believe. But like, then surely, so was it a jury that found her guilty? Jury or found it? her guilty. So surely that jury would have been like totally like. They can't be impartial. Dirty. Yeah, they because they be. would have just, it was hard not to escape. The press. The press. And, and it was, as you said, if it was always on TV, always in the newspapers, and then people have like formed their own opinions about her, especially if people are talking about what she's wearing, yeah. how she's acting, and how a real person should grieve in said circumstances. Ah! So she's found guilty, and there's a, um, a huge cheer outside the courthouse that day. Oh my God. There was just a loud noise of people being like, yeah, finally we got her for what she'd done to her as a child. And it's so crazy. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> then um, she tried to appeal that decision, uh, but she was outvoted by a majority vote. When was this? Was this in 82 or? 84. She tried to appeal. Two oh. years later. So yeah. has she served two years in prison yeah. by that time? She'd served two years in prison and then she was trying to appeal her case because mm. there was no evidence. No. And it just was very thin and it was hard. But also this is the thing about putting something so far into the public eye and I think that's why in Australia. So polluted. Yeah. We don't do that as often now. Yeah. Like a lot of things are gag ordered. Yeah. Because of this case. Yeah. Well, that was like even um, one of the Underbelly series was quite recent and it was focusing on a court case that was still sort of happening in Victoria. So the Underbelly TV show could not air in Victoria at all. So every other state could watch this series mm. because it was an active case because they were worried about people being, being influenced with the wrong. Yeah, influence sort of thinking that, oh, this guy's guilty because he's done X, Y, Z. But it might not have been guilty for the particular crime that he was currently being charged for or whatever. It's just crazy. And like, so, and people, like the reporters on uh, the Times news channel were like, how could you not convict her? You would have been looked so bad. Like, if you were on a jury, you had to convict her as guilty. Because oh. that's how strong people felt. Okay. So then it gets to 1986 and a backpacker dies when he falls off the rock. Err. 1986. Yeah. So he falls off all yeah. the, he falls off all the room and dies. Some English backpacker. I didn't write down his name, um, but he was obviously a person. Um, and the NT police go up and find his body and they're like, oh, he's been interfered with by dingoes. Like dingoes have started eating him. Oh, so this was a catalyst to be like, oh, they can actually eat humans. Next to his body, 200 metres from where they found her jumpsuit, they found the the matinee jacket. You're fucking kidding no. me. Oh, the yellow. What are the fucking odds? What? And it's at like a dingo lair. So dingoes like do sleep in like dens. Like their sort of nest sort of area. Yeah. And they have like a kind of area where they all kind of sleep, but they're not. Oh, so they would have brought the baby back there and she was still wearing the jumper or he brought the jumper back there. He slid her out of her, the clothes and the clothes had fallen off. But on the jacket, it's very, there is dingo saliva and it's very obvious marks. Wow. So. Um, and it's obviously filthy. What are the friggin' odds? So, oh my gosh, I didn't know this. They find the jacket. Mm-hmm. So they do a third inquiry. So she's been acquitted She uh, to make her acquitted. So she yeah. gets taken out of jail. She's not acquitted of murder yet. Um, and then they find that the blood stain they found in the car 
was in fact a um, said sound deadening compound. And it was, um, I think, I thought it was uh, rust or something. Yeah, so it's it's something to get rid of. I don't know what it does. Yeah. I'm assuming it, if it's sound deadening, it's like some sort of spray yeah. that would make you not hear the engine yeah. underneath the car. But I don't know how that works. Because it's I'm like not a scientist. they didn't have the technology back then to differentiate between like, and I think I, I remember hearing something about rust. But yeah, maybe it was so they don't, pump, pump, they don't have the technology to to figure yeah. out what between rust, blood, saliva, or this stuff. Yeah. What so it, it is. could test positive and you just would assume, okay, well, that's going to be blood. But how the fuck would it be under the car? Like It doesn't it make because I think it's like spray marks and like she didn't, she was messy and didn't clean that bit up. Stupid. But they find it like it can't be that. Um, and Lindy gets acquitted. Yay! Of all She's outside the courthouse and her, her I love this quote. It's so good. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, from Lindy. she says, it's great to be pardoned for something you haven't done. Like she's like it's he's like she got pardoned and she's like it's great to be pardoned for something I haven't done. Cool. So she just doesn't give a single fuck. Yeah. She's like fuck off. I've been through this. This is awful. I've lost my daughter. On top of this, I gave birth to another daughter in prison. I saw her for an hour, Mm. and then and now I get acquitted. And now is she like four years old or something? Yeah. Oh. So that would nineteen eighty six. Well, thank fuck it was eighty six and not ninety six or like a lot longer. Or they never found it. You know, that's... Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, like, what oh, What wow. are the odds of them finding it? Gosh. So, uh, in 1988, the movie came out. What happened to James Cameron? Well, he actually had been um, disproven in a bunch of cases. Oh. So not just this one. He actually had imprisoned five guys in, I think, New York or something like that, and he had... Um, they had disproven his theories there as well. Oh so gosh. he was just some guy... He should have to go to prison for, like... For, you know, a portion of their yeah. the sentencing. I actually just don't so know if like he could, maybe he just was stripped of his yeah. teaching. And never allowed to be that, talking in that court. role or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Gosh. it could be that. There are so many cases though, just side note, where uh, people have been sent to prison based on these professionals that come in and give their scientific yeah. evidence and it's, fucked like a lot of the stuff like tooth teeth mark impression or whatever Hmm. analysis is totally shit and you can't actually legitimately pinpoint a certain set of teeth to a bite mark it's just yeah uh also fingerprint analysis is also a bunch of shit there's so many different things why fingerprint analysis because there um there was uh, like this um bombing that happened in South America maybe something uh, in like the early or mid 2000s mm. and they had somehow gotten a fingerprint off the bomb and they had positively 100 like 99 point whatever percent matched it to this American guy who wasn't even in the country at the time of the bombing and then they were like oh fuck this is like this guy and this other guy who actually was the bomber had the exact same fingerprint. Are you kidding? Two. Yeah. So like they could actually take a fingerprint print and match it that like some people's fingerprints actually, it's not completely individualized. So that's where they started to go, oh, okay, so fingerprint analysis is actually not. You're blowing And my the mind, more Sam. you figure out this kind of stuff, the more you're like, this is so fucked that people have actually been sent to prison based on this hokey sort of science. 
And there's a number of actually John Oliver did a story on it. And it's really, really good. Um, and especially these um, teeth mark analysis. This one guy sent, yeah, five or six people to prison based on this hokey teeth mark yeah and he would get them to bite into a sandwich and then the bite mark on that person's arm matched the bite mark in this and the, and then he gets into science uh, in the courtroom and they say this one sentence that doesn't sort of say i'm exactly right but it sounds scientific enough for the jury and juries fucking love it because they're like oh yes this is science because you stuff need to is, like connect the dots yeah in your head so it's like the blood splatter <sighs> analysis blood splatter analysis is also hokey so that in the staircase when he's like Oh, there'd be more blood. There'd be less blood. There'd be more cast mm. off and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's not true. It's and not that guy got science. that guy got disproven. And he's actually put a lot of people away yeah. with that blood spatter analysis. <sighs> he's yeah, crazy. That's that's the thing that's so sad. Like, there's nothing other than like DNA testing. There's nothing that's like as Concrete. accurate as that. Yeah, everything is sort of. Um, you could speculate anything with that sort of thing. Anyway, it's just wow, it's nuts. So. In 1988. Oh, yeah. That's when the movie came out. Oh! Now. Meryl Streep. She is, the movie is so good and also (laughs) so 80s. Yeah, it is. But Meryl Streep, like, bless her soul, she's the best human. She really is. Um, I'm not into celebrities a lot, but Mm, I'm into Meryl Streep. (laughs) She did an epic job, too. I think she did a really great job. And her accent was pretty good. It wasn't terrible. Yeah. But the movie kind of did more harm than it did good. Mm. So the filmmakers actually set out to make this movie about how a woman is telling her story and the press can't, the press have to are uh, convicting her before she's even been convicted. Mm. So she's almost guilty and has to prove her own innocence. Mm. And then they're trying to make a feminist point that like a woman – you can't be taken by a word because the whole country is like, no, you yeah. definitely killed your baby. Yeah. But they made the line, Dingo took my baby famous. And that became the biggest joke in the world because Americans don't know what a dingo is. Yeah. They have no idea. So to them, it's just a funny word. Mm. And then it kind of got picked up on like, mainstream media. I feel like it was in The Simpsons and yeah. like everyone was saying it. In so in The Simpsons when he's like doing the Australia versus Simpsons episode, <laughs> so I that episode. Give him the boot. Yeah, so good. But he's like, I think I hear a dingo eating your baby. Yeah. And um, then it, it, but it became huge from Seinfeld. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Seinfeld. There's like a Seinfeld episode where um, she's like sitting there and they're like, what's her name? Uh uh, Lorraine? Yes. Yeah. She's sitting. You don't hear Lorraine anymore. That's no. a great name. I think of Kish. <laughs> Lorraine <laughs> Kish. <laughs> oh, come on. That's a good Kish. <laughs> There's a Kish called Kish a Lorraine, Lorraine Kish. I know. I'm sorry. So third again. <laughs> she's like sitting there and like um, this woman's going on about her fiance and she's like, my fiance this. She's like, maybe the dingo ate your baby. Oh. And then... The last kind of, like, I mean, it's still so pop culture mm, and it's so. It is. So they thrusted that into a, into a universe where it was like just a massive joke. Mm. People in Australia saw the movie and were like, she's still guilty. Yeah. No one in the world believed it. And like up till last week, I thought it was just a big bullshit. Wow. And then I do my research and I've realized now that there's no way she could have killed that baby. No. There isn't enough evidence and there's no way. I just can't believe it. No. 
Especially uh, the 10 minute span thing. I didn't know that. Yeah. But like as if you're going to be able to do that in all 10 minutes, like the most, I don't know, like skilled killer wouldn't be able to. In 10 minutes. No. no fucking way. And so like she, it kind of becomes this massive joke. Mm. And it, the last kind of one it was on was um, Tropic Thunder. Have you ever seen that movie? Yeah. And he's like, Ding, oh, did a dingo eat your baby? And the guy goes, you know, it's a real story and you're about to cross some fucking lines. <laughs> it's the fucking best. I mean, uh, that's the best one. I love that. Because that's right. There was, um, oh, what's his name? It was actually Russell Crowe the whole time or something playing yes. it. An actor playing an actor or something. So random. Oh, what's his name? Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had like the blonde hair and the blue eyes. Yes. And, gosh. So all of this was really crazy. So we're going to flash forward to 2012 mm. where the coroner found um, a jingo responsible for Rosalia's death. So it took all this time. They did not stop fighting until 2012. To Why make did it take that long when there was saliva on her jacket because found next to the backpacker? there was still reasonable doubt. Yeah. Um, they couldn't put it. They couldn't. The coroner wouldn't change their death certificate until 2012. That's like 30 years to finally be like fully, fully like, like concrete. Yep, I didn't I kill my child. Oh my so gosh. she had to live with that for so long, and then oh, it's hard enough having your child die, especially then, at such a young age, and then having to be guilty, like found guilty of. And then ugh. found, but you're found guilty by your peers. Yeah, imagine 1980. Even mm. up till now, like you couldn't say the word Lindy Chamberlain. Like she yeah. couldn't go places. Yeah, and be like, I'm did they? Also, sorry, side note: did they um, split up? Because of, I would imagine yeah. no marriage would be able to survive that. Yeah, so they end up getting divorced. Mm. Um, in the movie, I would have changed my name. Like fuck that. Cut. Or get I think she's like she removed the helmet. Very like proudly stands for like. I guess mm. victims like this. I yeah. don't know what she does now, but she was very like fighting Azalea's case all the way to wow, like through. Enough. But she, I would have, you would have done so much, but like, yeah, there's a part in the movie where Michael was like losing his faith and he's like, I don't know why God would have done this to me. Mm. And I don't know if that's true or not because, but he, little side note about Michael, he ran for parliament oh. in the Lake Macquarie area. So like yeah. Newcastle area and then he was um some guy assaulted him saying that he killed azalea wow so some idiot who's just been like well thankfully one person assumed it was the guy why did everyone think it was the woman the mom because the the guy was um talking to some other guy at at the the time time. okay fair enough so sexist bullshit yeah (laughs) it's it's and plus it is completely sexist like they so he she got done for murder and he got um he was found an accessory to the murder, but mm. because the kids didn't have a mum, they didn't want to convict it. They didn't want to imprison him. Oh, that's so shit. <laughs> it's like, it's, oh. it's all kinds of crazy. And I didn't believe it. Mm. I never believed any of it because all I'd had to go on yeah. was this woman had killed her child mm. and then blamed it on a dingo because yeah. they didn't find skeletal remains or any other remains, wow. but they wouldn't have unless they'd been going through. Yeah, of course. A lot of dingo shit. Yeah. Or like opening up the gate. Okay, here's a side story. So where I live in, like, I probably thought it was a bit hokey too. But then when I moved to my new sort of house when I was in my later teens, I totally believed it in an instant because we had. So you're talking like Gladstone. Yeah. Yeah. So it's in central Queensland, um, but still on the coast. 
when people say central Queensland, people just think automatically like mid mid central Queensland. But we're like central Queensland. All right, (laughs) CQ on like um, sort of on the coast, right? Mm. Uh, And so we moved outside of town, like ten fifteen minute drive, where they've sort of not cleared a whole bunch of land and have set up sort of like little suburbs and things like that. So they they're not like rural but you kind of feel like it's rural but they're all fancy houses yeah. in like big blocks um and so we just happen to live right back onto this sort of um valley sort of area mm. and then it sort of goes down a hill and it's all trees and shrub and everything so we're right back onto that wow and there's actually a pack of uh dingoes that there's a certain season where they sort of um these ones sort of hang together and do sort of work in not so much like they are more of a sort of solo dog but like they might be in twos and whatever but there's a certain time of the year where they um they sort of hunt together so like say might be september or something it's almost like a fox yeah it's almost like foxes foxes you only see individual ones yeah but then they're not like a pack animal but they do have like a game yeah and then there might be another dingo not too far behind it maybe sort of around this other area looking around for something anyway so um, one night our, um, we, something happens, like, uh, we don't actually hear anything. And the next day our dog is just missing and we're like, what? okay, so we have one dog now. And we had, uh, Jack Russell and he thought he was like 10 feet tall and would just bark at anything that moved and try and fight as little Jack Russells do. And, um, then we had this chihuahua mixed with fox terrier and he was just a tiny winter thing anyway so we just thought he ran away but he would never ever have run away and then a couple of days later our neighbors across the way came over and they told us like have you seen our dog it's missing blah blah we're like ours is missing too and oh my god oh it just makes me have the most australian (laughs) story in the world and um they were like, oh, and especially because they didn't actually own the house. They were sort of living in the house and renting it from their friends who had like moved to South Africa mm. and they couldn't take their dog with them. It was this great big Labrador that was so old and had arthritis and like oh all his risks. Anyway, and then a couple of days after that, the kids were up at the dam swimming and they found four paws and a dog collar. That was it. So these dingoes had actually eaten this dog. Holy fucking and shit. And all they left were dog paws and the collar and so we just obviously assumed our poor little dog anyway back and then flash forward like a year later Mm. uh and my dad's asleep and he hears this like noise and he sort of gets up and thinking what's going on and then he runs out the front door and i kid you fucking not there is two dingoes one has got our dog by like the back of his legs and the other one's going to buy like the neck. <gasps> and then my dad comes out and like, you fuck, meh, 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 starts tear Austin down like the, the driveway. This is and the most Australian two dogs thing. just freak out and they drop our dog and they just take off because that was the thing that we we're talking about before. Like dingoes will be sort of aggressive and like they're more of that scavenger sort of dog. Yeah. But when they feel like they have the power over a weaker sort of animal, then they can be super aggressive and super strategic. But because you've got this great big thing chasing after them, they're like oh they drop the dog and our dog actually survives this and he's like on the ground he's got like some bite marks in him we took him to the vet and they got him stitched up so dingoes will actually so they've made it because our dog slept on our front porch like right near thank god like he didn't like sleep closer down towards our shed or whatever so he was always like right at our front door so they've 
crawled like into our backyard, come all the way up to our front door, grabbed our dog and started taking off with him. So like when I had heard this story, because I was actually away at uni at the time in Melbourne, I was just like, I totally believe in an instant then that that dingo would have crawled in, grabbed this baby because it's a small defenseless little thing Mm. and then was shaking it and took off with it. Yeah. It just makes. Yeah. To me, I didn't know facts and I've never seen a dingo Mm. in the wild. I know. Because I'm from the mountains. <laughs> it's too cold. I've, I've seen a couple. Like when we're just driving around at night, I've seen like one sort of up on the hill. This is back home in my family. And I'm just like, ooh, that's a bit spooky. But they've never been known to attack uh, any kids or anything in the area. But you still wouldn't ever risk it. But I think the council came out and did a bit of a cull. And, but it wow. just doesn't seem to be a problem anymore. There was... So there's been 400 attacks on ding- uh, on people from dingoes since in Fraser oh. Island. Oh, in yeah, Queensland. I've actually, I've actually that's near Harvey and Bay, ma- isn't it? Majority of them, yeah, like Harvey Bay, and then yeah. you go across to that island. Yeah. Um, on kids. Oh, and they say they they just attack young kids because yeah. it's like if you watch like a lion attack mm. buffalo, they always go for the baby. Yeah, it's easier. Yeah, of course. It make it's just. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely insane. And then you just think, yeah, this poor woman, like that this sort of information wasn't as well known as it is now. Like, oh, gosh. And also it just makes me go, fuck, anything Australia has. Like we have every single like venomous species, every single dangerous species. Even our dogs will eat you and attack you. Oh, yeah. It's it's all kind of crazy here. The crazy, what I think the, the scariest thing I've seen is probably like I've seen a brown snake mm. and brown snakes are really venomous. And I've yeah. seen my dad ran. It was like in my yard. Yeah. The snake's like slivering towards me and my sister. My dad clocked it, oh. saw it, picked up a shovel and then cut its head off. Legend. Which you shouldn't do. You're no. not allowed to do that. You meant to just call a man. The snake man will come and get your snake. <laughs> but like snake in man. an instant you're just like, shovel or the snake man? I've got my kids here. I'm he going to use be, the shovel. He can't be persecuted past the fact. But yes, he like people... So those like kind of things or a funnel web spider. So in the mountains, yeah, we have them everywhere. Yeah, in the mountains, I was going to say. Or white tip spiders or yeah. the ones that like you've got to like shake your shoes out for. Oh, there's like, yeah, maybe I was going to say if you there's wolf spiders as well. But yeah. I don't know if they're – there's certain areas in Australia where all this Where you just can't. Common. You can't. But it's just so crazy. We've got snakes. We've got the most dangerous, the most venomous. Okay, octopus. Yeah, blue ring-tailed octopus. Oh, Jellyfish fish. will kill you. <laughs> Stonefish will kill you. Snakes, spiders, sharks. wild dogs, sharks, everything. Yeah, this country's like crazy. <laughs> it is. This is why flat earthers don't believe we exist. <laughs> yeah. And also like in, um, I was speaking to this lovely lady just randomly on the train and she was from New Zealand. And I was like, oh yeah, so you would have snakes, you'd have this. And she's like, no, no, we got nothing. No, like, New Zealand's so just. you've got all the beautiful country without any of the shit stuff. Just like little kiwis. <laughs> yeah. That's all they have. I know. So cute. I'm so jealous. And even um, like in other places in Southeast Asia and stuff, they just don't seem to have as many of the dangerous things that we have. I just, I just don't get it. I don't get why we live. They all just come to Australia. I don't know. It's all kind of weird. Yeah. But that's my story. Well done. Thank you. That was really well done. Very specific. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. I um. I really feel much more informed than I previously was. It was hard because oh. like, obviously her publicity her have done, yeah. they've done really well to like scrub the internet of a lot of things about her. But also like I think this is a great story to tell because there's probably still out there, people out there or listening today who 
believe still that she believe that she's killed the baby. If you can come back with evidence, yeah, that you think she killed her baby, I'd love to hear that rebuttal yeah. because. I I changed I flipped I was like nah no way there's no way she must have fed it to the dingo but then in my head that doesn't make any sense why would you feed it to a dingo in the middle of the night yeah so if you have other evidence Mm -hmm. or other things please write into Wanda the podcast please do I would love to hear this because especially when I hear that jacket was found near the backpacker how on earth if she's in prison did she plant that there or something? Do you know exactly. what I mean? Like, no. 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 Sorry. But I would love, it would have to be like the most epic, but I'm ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it on. Yeah. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook at Wonder the Podcast and on Instagram at Wonder the Podcast. It's very original, guys. <laughs> We've thought really hard about our Instagram oh, and Facebook student. So when you're looking, I mean, people who are already listening to the podcast, but I've had, I think I've already mentioned this, yeah. like there's it's, no spaces or there is spaces? No spaces, no spaces when you're searching it. But also it's so W-A-N-D-E-R, like yes. wonder off the beaten track, not yes. wonder. <laughs> I can't see. I, oh, yeah, the little kid with the spaceman helmet. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I was just like, does everyone think we're like. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's so, yeah, that's wonder. us. Wonder. 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 There is wonder. a slight vowel change there. Should we? <laughs> should we just leave it on? Wonder, yeah. wonder, 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 wonder. I was actually thinking we should have like a sound cue or something that's like, and the story of the week is. Oh, you want to do like what? drum rolls in? Yeah, we should totally <laughs> come up with a sound cue for that. We should do a lot of things. I know. We'll get there, guys. It's, it's all good. Oh, yeah. All right. That's us for this week. Bye. Bye.